This prestigious international art fair was founded in 1970. The inaugural edition of this fair took place in Basel, Switzerland, and since then has become one of the world's leading art fairs with additions to Miami Beach starting in 2002 and Hong Kong starting in 2013. These three locations host the annual fairs, each with its own district character and focus on different aspects of the global art market. What would be this art fair? It would be called Art Basel. Welcome to the Long Roll Podcast. Welcome back to the Long Roll Podcast. In this week's episode, we sit down with an incredible talent, an amazing friend, and a photographer who I always enjoy and love seeing their photos because I feel they capture people in a way to where I get to know them, and I'm not just looking at a photo. And you know what I'm talking about. You see those shots. Again, that could be great, but someone always captures a picture and a portrait to where I feel like I get to know the person, and that's what they do. And I think the industry knows that as well because his Rolodex of clients are incredible. They include the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, CNN, ESPN, People Magazine, Fortune Magazine, the list goes on and on. And it's a testament, again, to their ability, whether they're winning awards for NPPA's Photographer of the Year, or again, their curiosity of documenting the, the stories in their own backyard that excite them because of the vast culture that relocate and live in Miami. Uh, this person, I think, you know, in my personal opinion, does it the best. But as always, I'll stop rambling and we'll jump to the interview so you can see it for yourself. Let's go ahead and introduce this week's guest, Scott McIntyre. Awesome. And Scott, welcome to the Long Roll Podcast. Thanks so much for having me. This is great. I'm excited. Yeah. No, I'm stoked. And uh, I know we go a little bit further back from me, like in my Air Force lifetime. Um, we met at the DOD workshop. I think it was even still called the photo workshop back then before it went to the visual storytelling workshop. Um, and then I got from Benny, like there's this cool dude, there's the coolest dude. And then I saw you and I was like, I definitely want to befriend him. But I know <laughs> there's something I forgot up until recently, because I know we just got back from the BNH Build Expo. And then, uh, and I heard the story before, but Benny was sharing it with uh, Benny Davis, for those who y'all don't know. I know I posted him a couple times for when he does the webinars and I have those episodes up. He's the host of all that. But Benny, when he was talking with uh, some of the guests and people walking by, uh, he was telling them about like the workshop itself and its history. And then they asked Benny, like, you know, tell me a little bit about yourself. And he talks about like, I was an Air Force photographer. I'm retired now. I'm at the U.S. Marshals as a photographer. But this workshop, if you believe it or not, actually stemmed from and was inspired by the DOD photo workshop. And so the DOD photo workshop is actually older than the Eddie Adams workshop. Um, and Ken Hackman and Chip Morey, that, as we know, is like the godfathers of military photography. Um, they're friends with Eddie. And Ed, they invited him out to the DOD photo workshop and he loved it to where he was like, this is what I want. Like, I want this, you know, for a community and I want to build a workshop based off this DNA. And so, you know, and here we are now, you know, with the ADM's workshop 36 this year coming in a couple of weeks. So I didn't know if you knew that going to the DOD workshop. No, I, I, I knew that Eddie was friends with Ken and Chip and then like they go way back and I know that. 
Eddie has always especially had a affinity for military photographers. And I mean, ever since I started uh, coming on the black team, uh, I knew that there was always a military uh, presence, which I loved. And yeah, uh, yeah and I, I, I did, but I didn't, I didn't know it was, it was that I, I didn't know that Eddie went uh, to a workshop and then that's how it started. I kind of, I didn't know that uh, they had that much inspiration, but it's honestly not surprising because after going to DOD a handful of times with you all, like it's, it definitely shares that same DNA where you're kind of thrown into a setting where you're not sure how it's going to go <laughs> you're and right. you're not sure how your, how your mentors are going to, where they're going to steer you, but it's like kind mm -hmm. of a, a whirlwind, but uh, yeah. no, that's, that's awesome. That's makes sense though too <laughs> right no it's really cool and it's crazy to see again like how we connected through this thing to where um like we met at the dod workshop and then again like um to then reconnect because of all the postponements with the dod workshops and the funding that goes in with that and all the politics but being able to reconnect at the eddie adams workshop on black team is super cool to stay connected and like it's almost like uh for all of us like uh fall camp that we get together because we're all so busy through the year now we get together for a week and we get to kick it and be revitalized and excited before we go back and we start grinding away <laughs> totally that's like that's definitely like it's definitely has that like that's been one of the most important parts of my year is going back and reconnecting with everybody and it literally is like a camp because it's like i uh, the catskills in new york cannot be further from where i <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. as far as like vibe and setting like i'm in i'm based in miami and so uh being in the catskills and just upstate new york in general and then just with all the friends and family i've met yeah. throughout the years and just like it is a revitalization i just it's like a it's a kick it's a kick to my spirit to kick to my just mm -hmm. like creativity every year and it's just like i'm it, it, it takes me away from everything which is good i feel like it's it's tough sometimes when you have to go for a week yeah, but when you're up there, you're like I can't. Like I was like I'm so. I, there's never been a time where I'm like oh, I wish I didn't go this year. It's like it's always <laughs> I could be busy. I could be super busy at home with either assignments or work, but like I mm -hmm. miss some stuff. But it's it's so important to have that that fulfillment of just like either creatively or just spiritually. Just yeah, gives you that kick that you need, or I yeah. need at least. Yeah, no, I think that's and also I think unknowingly, organically, it sets. Um, or plants a seed, especially in those young professionals and students that are there at the workshop when they come up, when they hear that everyone there essentially is a volunteer and yeah, they're pausing or turning down assignments, you know, paid assignments to pay the bills, you know, to take care of life, to come and invest into them, um, complete strangers because they're there for a shared cause and, and to cultivating, you know, upcoming talent in the next generation of storytellers, photographers, commercial, fine art, like from all different backgrounds. And, mm -hmm. uh, and I think whether they realize it at the time or not, eventually they'll get to a point where they see like, the, yeah, this stuff as much as, you know, paying the bills is important. Also, you know, recharging your batteries and being excited about what you're doing is equally important and also like helps you uh, sometimes when you feel cloud and you're just going through the motions, it can provide clarity. And so totally. again, I think that's really cool. And I know we could talk about that all day, but I always <laughs> love this first question um, because it's always so different with everyone. But can you share with me uh, some of your first memories or your first memory when it comes to photography? Yeah, um, 
I found it, I found photography, or at least it found me, whatever you want to, however you want to say it, when I was more or less in, in college, because, but like, I took a photo class, like a, a photo class in high school that was just mm -hmm. kind of like a art, like kind of mostly just art, like where you're just doing exposures, depth of field, but it's, it was just a basic photography class where I did the, it was dark room and I was fine with it, but it was, but it was, it didn't really like, it was interesting to me, but it didn't really have an impact on me until I really got into the more of the photojournalism slash documentary side of it. Yeah. Um, but I, when I, it's kind of, I don't, I don't know if serendipity is the right word or fate or if you believe in that or whatever, but like I, I grew up in Kentucky and I didn't get into any of the schools I wanted to go to. I wanted to go out of state. You want to I shout those out? You know, well, it's, <laughs> well, it's like I wanted to, like I wanted to explore, like I wanted to get out of the state. It wasn't anything like I wasn't like not act. And I just wanted to do something different. And um, but then my grades just weren't up to snuff. And uh, my the school, my I don't know if you want to call it safety school or whatever, but Western Kentucky University was my mm -hmm. the school I went to. And but I went into college not knowing a lick of what, about what I wanted to do. I had no specific dream in mind. I was like, I was all general courses at first. And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. And then I, um, a friend of mine who I went to high school with and I grew up or like around in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, I was just looking for another, another class to take, uh, for the next semester. And he suggested I try the, the photo program. And I was just like, I heard about it, but I didn't like was, it's pretty hard. Like I knew it was pretty difficult because it was yeah. like a photojournalism like program, the major. And, uh, and I took a class and uh, it was a lot of that intro stuff, which I still wasn't like, this is fine. This is kind of yeah. cool. But the people in my class were cool and like, they were fun. And then like, we were like spend time in the dark room and getting the basically me trying to figure out how to print a photo, which was terrible. And then, <laughs> but it really was that, like towards the end of the semester, it was a lot of the, like where you have to talk with strangers and like photograph mm -hmm. strangers and, and like have our last uh, assignment or our, our final project was kind of like a, a photo story, but it wasn't anything crazy, but just like, you still had to talk with somebody you, you don't, you don't know and, uh, with, and find somewhat of an interesting story. And mine was this, uh, a blind uh, karaoke DJ at some dive bar and <laughs> how do you Kentucky. find that Why well it's that just like a fr from? friends of my brothers or, or friends of my brother like oh this guy's great uh uh ricky beavers was his name <laughs> already a great name right. but it, it was it was just like it, i think it was that aspect of photography that really got me into it like i was no other way would i would be spending like just spending a day or spending my nights get talking with this guy figuring out what he's what he's uh how he became a karaoke DJ and then just like, I don't know. And he was a recording artist and like I went <laughs> recording an album in some random house uh, outside of town. I was just like, that aspect was what really got me into photography. I was like, well, I can use this camera and I it's to speak with people that I wouldn't normally yeah. speak with. And I mean, it, it was, that was at, at that. And then the community around surrounding the uh, my class and like my classmates in the program, that was what really started taking me in. Like I found my people, I felt like, and I, that, and I was like, all right, well, I'll try the next class. And then it's the snowball 
kind of went from there. So for you, like for me, I can identify, I think a little bit with not exactly to, um, I think my degree was a little bit more excessive. And I think I may have shared this in one of the prior uh, episodes is like for me when I got photography I wasn't supposed to be a photographer I was supposed to be a load master in the Air Force and when uh, they lost that contract and then I ended up being a photographer I wasn't excited about it uh, it was very tedious they're like go mm-hmm. out and shoot 50 leading lines like go over lunch shoot 50 leading uh, leading lines shoot 50 framing shots and I'm just like this is stupid. Like I'm bored with it. I'm not excited. (laughs) And it obviously wasn't until a bit later where I got published. And then with me being so young, it felt good. I want to do that again. And all these different things started to happen at the right time with a good mentor, um, you know, that uh, I started growing a love and a passion and obsession uh, for the craft. And so I can definitely see like at the beginning, we were like, ah, this not, you know, the fundamentals aren't the most sexy thing that are going to pull me in. But yeah, the people, the people, yeah. when you come across someone who's just truly passionate about the craft and can articulate that and a clear thought where it resonates with you, um, like there's something about that that pulls you in. It's like a gravity that's sexy and that you can't get away from. Then I think if we stick with it long enough, like we're able to build our own identity and our own excitement for our own projects. And for you, did uh, uh, were you not nervous, like first starting out and going to Complete Strangers and going to, uh, again, oh. like this DJ with this crazy name where you had to sit down? Yeah. Me, I, I, I was always nervous at the beginning to go up to a Complete Stranger. How was that for you? Totally. I mean, it was it was very nerve wracking. It was just like, I mean, it, it's. It was that was like the hardest thing was to go up to a stranger and ask him to make their photo. And like, I mean, a lot of it, like that first, like that first class go around, it was like, I took an easy way where I was like, oh, I'll just photograph some friends. But I mean, that is not the easy way because it's like, if you already have a rapport with them, then then you're going to have be expected to elevate your photo mm-hmm. because it's like, if you already know somebody and you're photographing, you're, you already have a shorthand, which is there. So it's like, it's kind of a, you have an easier way but like when it's a stranger it was you said have to develop the rapport and then still make a compelling photograph and yeah it was i mean i'm trying to think like it was it was tough uh i i would just get nervous and i would go over it in my head and uh and like i would, I would still get say told no and everything i still get told no sometimes and it's just like <laughs> it's that i don't think i don't think it goes away yeah. uh I mean, sometimes some days are easier than others, but like you just get in your head and like, mm-hmm. yeah, it was definitely a tough one. I mean, throughout, like, especially those first handful of years, um, learn like because you have to, especially when you're learning, it's like I'll, I'm still trying to learn how to use my camera and right <laughs> and and it, like if if my shutter speeds or my ISO is messed up or anything like that, like I still have to worry about that and then not try to try not to act like an idiot or (laughs) or, uh, say the wrong thing or just be a like uh, i don't know just those nerves getting over those over those nerves it's like it um it's kind of i think it's also a part of the uh success because or like that successful feeling because if you not sure for me when i was starting out and like just getting told yes was like, oh, this is, it's already like, that's, yeah. that's the first step. And it's just it's like, in the bag, <laughs> it gives you that, that little extra oomph of confidence where it's like, oh, they said I could be here. So it's totally cool. And like, 
you, you you relax a little bit, but then once you get your foot, like it's kind of like a formula where it's like they said, mm-hmm. yes, this is great. I'm getting to know this person I've met before. And then I make a photo that's compelling enough to me and hopefully my professors. And then it's just kind of like, just keep doing that. Keep doing that. And yeah. then, I mean, it would get easier, but then sometimes even getting shut down, it's like, oh man, that was rough. Right. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> but, I, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was always interesting. And I feel like too, like you were sharing, like even at the beginning and as we go on and we become more experienced, uh, where just some of it just feels like muscle memory. It is when you step back and look at how much that we're doing within like one one to three seconds of a photo. Um, and I got, for example, when I was in Bosnia for NATO and I was covering uh, the NATO general traveling around and I was explaining to him because we're going in from outside and to inside these buildings where the lighting conditions are like the fluorescent light bulbs. We think here are one challenge there. It's like they're 20 different colors when you walk into a room <laughs> and it's lim- dimly lit. And I was using a mirrorless camera, which that like posts a whole different level of challenges when like it doesn't speak well with fluorescent yeah. lights at all. And so, again, I sort of I, I did that to myself, but um, I'm explaining to him like, yeah, just that handshaking shot like as a photographer and sometimes like as you had past ones you may not been happy with and then for me it seems effortless it's really no different i think some of it just comes down to experience but we're all processing all these factors to where our our shutter speed our iso that we need to change to when we're going into a building and then we have to know the light temperature uh, mm-hmm. if it's going to be something crazy but then too it's like how is everyone faced are you, you know how are they going to turn towards you and so it's like the positioning and the lighting and the background and he's like so really we have to anticipate and not react so we're really looking ahead three to 10 seconds if we can of where we're thinking something's going to happen to get the shot um, to just get this simple handshaking shot that you're going to ask for, you know, to send an email back to this person, say, thank you for your time. And there's right. like a thousand different things we're balancing just to get that one shot. And if we react as you're going to handshake it, we're going to get it from the wrong angle. And then you're going to come back and ask us why our photo sucks. And so <laughs> I think just by having that little simple conversation with them, he definitely, you know, said it opened his eyes for and had a little bit more respect for like what we do. And so I think too, I think he started paying attention to that and then also uh, put himself in positions that were easier to get photos and get things mm-hmm. accomplished again, which at the end of the day, it was only for him. Like for me, you know, I'm not necessarily taking those home for mom and grandma, you know, and showing right. them off. But um, so for you as like you're in college and then um, where did you start getting to a point to where um, you know what your path was going to look like uh, from graduating? Um, I kind of, I took the traditional photojournalism, uh, path with when it was, as far as with the, with, with the way they laid it out for us at, uh, at school. I mean, that it's, that's probably, it's different now, I think, but, um, as far as like way, uh, the way they kind of set it up or the least they prepared us for uh, a job at a newspaper or a publication of some sort. And, um, uh, and so I did the, I just did what they, what the professors told us. And then the, uh, our speakers that would come, they would say, well, just try to get some internships under your belt mm-hmm. and then, uh, it, newspaper internships. And then from there, that's when you build up your experience, you build up a resume, then, uh, then a staff photographer job at a newspaper. So I did, I just try to follow that path, uh, while also trying to figure out 
what's kind of stories I wanted to tell, what's sort of what I what the way out uh, where I was drawn towards more versus like I I wasn't morally more of I wasn't like into shooting sports as much. I was shooting mm-hmm. more into feature stories, stuff like that. But I still they like the way they still prepared you is you should do everything. And yeah. um and so yeah, so like I got I did uh, one internship when I was a junior at the Concord Monitor in New Hampshire. And uh and that was great. And then from there I uh I got an internship the for the summer following my graduation uh from Western Kentucky at the uh St. Pete Times now Tampa Bay Times. So and then I, I just I didn't really I, I had no like plan it was just mm-hmm. basically try to keep doing exactly just try to keep <laughs> yeah. keep 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 making pictures try, try to keep growing keep getting yeah. to that next step and next step and I, I didn't know I didn't know if I was going to uh like some sometimes these internships they ask you to stay sometimes I don't and I wasn't yeah. sure so a lot of it was just kind of flying by the seat of my pants and just like uh, but I was still into making photos for newspapers because I enjoyed that variety. I loved yeah. like being sent into a different situation every day and sometimes multiple different situations a day. And, uh, and yeah, that's kind of that kind of uh, that whole formula just kind of kept me going. And then, um, uh, then eventually after my internship, I, I moved back to Kentucky for a little while to freelance which I was terrible at. <laughs> yeah. So why was so what were your what do you think your challenges like especially now in your position and your knowledge and your experiences? Why do you think you failed or you didn't necessarily accomplish as much as you want would want to now uh, when you went back to Kentucky? I think uh, a lot of it was um, I was more I guess I was just focused on uh, getting back to like going back home and. Uh, and I was focused on, I was like, I did, I did the, I did kind of the not bare minimum. I did a little bit of the minimum mm-hmm. where like mm-hmm. I sent emails out to, uh, to editors. Um, and then, but I did a lot of freelance work for my, the local paper, the Courier Journal. And it was, the pay wasn't great, uh, but I still worked a relatively good amount, but it was just, I wasn't like, I wasn't fully committed. I, yeah. uh, I would just kind of just do some of these assignments uh, here and there. And then I basically just emailed uh, uh, some like the New York Times and Wall Street Journal. And then I just kind of stopped from there. I didn't really put my all of my I didn't put my all into it. And um, but I was also not sure if I still want if I wanted to freelance. I wasn't sure if like, well, maybe I'll get a newspaper job down the road. It, it, It just I don't think my my heart was fully in it yet. I was still learning. I was still. Like I, I still loved making photos, but I still was I wasn't making uh I wasn't making uh, like a lot of photos for me. Yeah. And uh mm-hmm. I would take assignments, turn them in, then be done with it. I wouldn't like look for you stories. Your cup. Yeah, you're yeah, I wasn't filling my cup. And I was yeah. just like, I was just I wasn't I wasn't uh I felt like I I needed more. I wanted mm-hmm. more, but I just didn't know how to how to do it. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, no, I mean obviously, and I think but what I like. Um, especially when I'll talk to people that um, that came up at the expo booth and going back a second is uh, they'd be like, yeah, I'd see the workshop, but I didn't put in because I don't feel like I necessarily have the stuff. And I'm like, why would you ever get in your own way from potentially, you know, being in part of a 
huge opportunity that could change your life or just be an incredible experience and have you stop yourself. Why don't you let someone else stop you? Or why don't you let the experience show you? Because at least from that point forward, whether you get in or not, you're going to have clarity on like what you need to do next. And But at least for your situation, like at least, you know, re- whether you feel it was like 100% or 50% or not, you were at least doing something, you were building clarity on, okay, it's not a hypothetical. Like if I, if I freelanced, I could have had a better life. And like, you know, at that point in time, you're like, yeah, this isn't, this isn't going to work out. So with that clarity and you seeing that, um, what, when did you finally make that adjustment to go back to what you found was purposeful uh, work? Um, Well, I, I, I've, uh, Throughout like throughout uh, college and uh, and my internships, I would keep my keep my relationships going with everybody. I made a lot of great friends and uh, and um, especially when I, down when I was in Florida, I uh, one of my mentors was uh, Melissa Little, who you know as okay, well. Wow, and yeah. uh, and and um, we I would keep on keep keep in touch with her, and she was the one I would always like send my work to and I still do and uh and and she um and she kind of she had my uh had me in mind uh for some of our other uh now friends but just there was a job opening at the Naples Daily News in uh, Florida and I when I was at Western in a picture editing class they would show all these old old uh like award-winning page designs and mm-hmm. you'd see some of these pages and it was just like big photos, multiple photos on a page, just like a pages of just foot photographs and no words or ads or anything. I was just like, man, and it wouldn't even be like big <laughs> stories. It would just be like from an event or something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, like that's, and just like, that was another thing too, where I got a taste of that with, with these internships where like you could see what the power of photos in a, in a newspaper or are published online online and in print where so many people are seeing it and, and I can kind of put my stamp on something versus mm-hmm. just uh versus just maybe throwing pictures into a uh into an FTP and then hoping they make it somewhere right. but like I had a little <laughs> yeah. more more control and more uh, more control with how how things were pre- presented while still learning so mm-hmm uh it was kind of i wasn't sure uh it was still like 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 you were saying earlier like why would you stop yourself i i get in my own i can i used to and still can do this too where i'll get in my own way where it's like i'm not sure if this is exactly what i want but it's like i just get in my own head and mm-hmm. i think i was i was still wasn't sure but i still applied and i got it and i was like well, all right well it's like let's do this let's now we're, like i can't like I, I, I don't, I don't remember exactly, but it was just basically like, this is a great opportunity and like be a part of something big and great. And I just wanted to see if I could do it and yeah. see how I could do it. And, and then, um, it just felt right. And then I went down, uh, moved to, uh, Naples in 2011 and started working with the newspaper. So that's cool. Um, so for that, uh, so for that, how, because I'm ignorant when it comes to Florida. Obviously, I know where it is, you know, for the right. America. But where, so, because are you near Miami now? Or are you in Miami? Or where I, are I'm, you? And currently, right now, I'm based in Miami, Florida. I've been here okay. since 2016. Uh, but in 2011, that's when I started the Naples Daily News. So if you're looking at a map, 
Mm -hmm. Naples is directly across the state from Miami. Oh, wow. So, so how do so you go from Naples? Yeah. So I guess that's my next question. How do you end up from Naples into where you're currently at now? Um, so, uh, in 2016, my uh, my now wife, uh, we were dating at the time. She was also a journalist at the paper. She um, she got a job at this uh, an all weekly here at the uh, in Miami at the Miami New Times, and it uh, we were uh, I was at the newspaper for just over five years. Uh, it's a small it was a smaller newspaper. I loved it, and I I uh, but I felt like I was ready to ready for that next step, ready for, hey, I think I could do this freelance thing. Um, mm -hmm. And I also, I think it was important for me to figure out more who I was and what kind of work I wanted to do at this, at the newspaper where it's like, I realized the stuff I enjoyed doing and I had started working on more personal projects and, and I just kind of had got more, more experience under my belt. And, uh, and we, my wife and I, we got to this uh, agreement. Like, I think, I think, what's I'm ready to, I'll, I'm, i move, I'm going, I'm yeah, going with yeah. you. And wow. uh, we were ready to go. And uh, yeah, it was just like a whole new, throw me into a whole new pot <laughs> in a whole new world. And it's just like, yeah, and it was definitely daunting. But I mean, it was all like I think with any move, it's gonna be daunting. I mean, even when I moved to Naples from Kentucky, it was like a big shock yeah, i was like yeah. God, i was 25 when i moved there and in naples and i mean it's very quiet small mm -hmm. it was i mean it still is quiet and smaller but it's um yeah it was just wasn't exciting like wasn't a lot of exciting stuff going on in miami mm -hmm. it's like man there's just so much going on <laughs> yeah, and it's right. like i've been here since 2016 i still don't feel like like i feel i, I feel good here but there's still mm -hmm. so much here that it's like man like so many different pockets and different cultures like throughout spread throughout this whole city yeah. and yeah it's yeah but it was it was great though because it was like it gave me a whole new mm -hmm. place to get to know and also get to experience and places to photograph and people like it's that uh, especially when we move into Miami like I'm really interested in the um subcultures and just personalities that call this place home it's like mm -hmm. It's really fascinating to me and it's uh it's florida in itself is just a it's it's hard it's one thing it's hard to describe and in, in like one sentence or it's like yeah. it's these kind of people it's like it's everybody yeah, it's yeah. like everybody and then people you've never even thought you'd meet it's just like it's a you have to see it with such your a, eyes yeah, yeah i see with your eyes and just like <laughs> explore and like that i love that i love just like the the like kind of the weird but in a weird and a good way it's just yeah, like yeah. It's, it's just funky and it's just i don't know it was that gave me a whole new invigoration where i'm still like it's, i still get like excited about it so yeah, yeah i think well i think what sums it up best specifically with your work is um like is it postcards from florida mm -hmm. um like expect i think if like trying to explain it, especially like in a paragraph or even like a paragraph or less, it could be a challenge because again, there's so much there. There's so much personality. There's so much, again, like culture. Um, and it's like, how do you do that in just a few words? But your that series that you've been working on, that collection, um, it's it's incredible. And I think like in the way that you capture that, to me, like I feel like each individual photo, I get a slice of that. And it's not just I'm seeing a picture, you know, from Florida or from Miami or from, you know, something relatively close by. 
I feel like I'm getting to know that scene, those people, you know, that time of day. And again, I, for how you for how you execute it is really impressive. And uh, I enjoy taking in. And like, for instance, I know there's the guy, the naked person on the beach playing baseball with the baseball bat. Or again, for me, just the way that you shoot it, like, you know, it's, um, you know, I it's cool and I get it. And it shows me a slice of life that's there that you wouldn't have, you know, you do that in uh, near Annapolis where I'm at, you know, it's a whole different story. <laughs> you know? right, right. Yeah. It's not, you know, it wouldn't make sense. And, or two, like the iguanas that are there. And then two, just how you capture again, the colors, not just, you know, with the golden hour and what you get with being on the coast there, but just all the neon lights and how you use that within your shots um, to highlight again the diversity of of culture and life um, that's just in the area is impressive and so um, is that part of like your inspiration for doing that collection and series or again how did you you start that well um it, it well as far as like started off with how I started it uh I was uh kind of I was photographing all these events in uh, in my job at the newspaper and just at events and just get, meeting these people. And it was like, you, I started to notice uh, personalities more or less of people. And then just the kind of, not just specific people, but just communities in general. Mm -hmm. A lot of Florida is not, it's non-native with people, like people from different states, different countries, especially Miami. It's just like, it's, people are bringing so much of their communities from where they're from into Florida, especially South Florida, that it's, it's such a, uh, it's such a, like, um, a, a big a real mashup. Of, <laughs> yeah, it's a bit, it's a mashup of so many different cultures and personalities and, and it's like a mix with that. And then the heat, it's the, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's like people like, it's like a lot of this, uh, different communities come before us where that it'll just the, lots of loud color, lots mm -hmm. of um, just, just life and big personality. And we'll bring all that and just, it all just starts swimming together. And, and I feel like it, it when I started to notice more of it, uh, I just started to make these photographs and, started like especially uh when i was in naples i started noticing it with the retirees because it's a big retiree community uh, retirement community area just a lot of people move from different parts of the country they come down and they let loose a little bit they are themselves mm -hmm. they're they see a different uh they see a new chapter and like there's a, a there's like a quote um there's like a quote from uh you can look, yeah, you can look it up if you want to look it up and then. No, can... no, no. Well, there was a, some, some, my Siri popped up. Sorry. <laughs> um, no, Technology. so now we're at, so there's this quote, uh, it's, it's from Carl Hyacin where it's just like, Florida is the kind of place where you're either running first, running from something or running to be somebody else. It's, it's like a, it's such a place where people reinvent themselves in different ways, um, so I, I started to notice that where people saw each other, uh, saw that in themselves. And, and it's just like, I don't know, you see these people, especially like with these retirees, like they're letting loose like they're 20 year olds. And it's just like, <laughs> yeah. and it's like, this is amazing. And it's just really visual. And it's one of those things too, where it's like, people are enjoying life, we're enjoying life. And then mm -hmm. 
I'd like to photograph that. But then fast forward to coming over here to Miami and I used to live in South Beach where that was just such a play place for a lot of different people and cultures and from all over the world. And, uh, and I think I just really enjoyed that kitsch, that exuberance, the loud, the um, oversaturated with either just color with either buildings or clothing or personalities. And I just mm -hmm. tried to, and all that stuff just, just comes kind of like souping up in my brain with my eyes and I just want to see it. And I try to, I'll use color or I'll use a really uh, hot sun or just mm -hmm. like, it's, it's, it's a little bit, it's so much different stuff kind of blending together yeah. to where I want to try to capture that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and yeah, it just kind of, it's kind of just keeps moving. And yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm rambling now about it, but it's just no, no, I think, it's it's all kind of coming together <laughs> all at once and then it just keeps moving and it's just mm -hmm. now step back and then notice a, a different way where it's like i photograph a lot of this some of the same stuff in my not stuff but some of the same areas i get like i used to go for a bike ride around south beach a lot and i just bring a camera with me and then just see a random thing or see a see a person that interests me or yeah things like that and then just it a lot of things in miami attract and south florida is attract people from different like not just different areas or different cultures it's just like different just perspectives like like that photograph like you mentioned of the um the, the guy that was hitting he was what he was doing was he was hitting rocks into the ocean with a baseball bat and this was all like it was a uh kind of an art uh i don't even know if you want to call it an installation but it was just like <laughs> because there was a, there was this big art fair that was happening called art basil that brings lots of artists from all over the world every year. And this is just kind of a pop-up art installation that eventually got shut, like probably a minute after I made that picture, the cops showed up and shut it down. So uh, <laughs> it's just like, it's, mm -hmm. I don't know, it's, it's all, it all kind of uh, gels together for me. Yeah. No. And I, it's, it's really cool. And to take um, your curiosity and in, in like the picture that you painted again, it could be, it sounds like it could be, chaos or a lot of moving parts but for you to be able to resonate with that and capture new images regardless if you've been there before or not i think is a testament of your ability and again you're just genuine curiosity to where your own backyard is and i think that's really important i think for especially young professionals or college uh students to take away because i know they have this glamorous idea of you know wanting to accomplish the world and travel over the world and tell stories where more than likely there's incredible stories in your backyard, you know, if you take the chance and the opportunity to really connect with it. And I think something I connected with for uh, a lot of your work, when I know I took over for the Eddie Adams social media, um, I know I'm probably not getting the name of the story, right? Or uh, the, uh, yeah, the story you committed your time to is uh, the Swamp Boys. Um, and I know I have essentially two questions, but that one resonated with me. Um, and so I guess I'll, I'll have a proposal for you. If you could either share your experience with that, or if you can share um, what project or what story um, you feel is maybe stuck the most with you and share a little bit why. Um. I can do both. <laughs> yeah, we can uh, do both too. <laughs> well, so like, so uh, when I was, uh, when I was, so I did this, this the Swamp Boys project was, uh, in, a, in a summary, there there was this uh, at-risk youth, um, 
I guess the detention camp slash center. It's like kind of a, it was a spot where uh, where kids under eighteen would go if they were uh, getting in trouble with the law or um, several different aspects could have brought brought them there. But it was kind of a place where they would go. It's mostly teen teens before like six between like fifteen and eight like seventeen give or take and uh, yeah they would get they would go there. This would be kind of like a last ditch. Like you gotta you gotta turn your life around or it's time for adult jail, big boy jail. And, um, and there, this is this program. It's like, uh, this, uh, company or uh, that's that the runs it is spread throughout the state. I mean, I think it's in multiple States now, but it, the, uh, multiple locations in Florida, but what resonated with me was this, this, there, this one specific location was in the middle of the Everglades and <laughs> and if you've been in that if you've ever been in the Everglades or you've heard about it it's a vast swampland where it's not a lot of solid ground it's a lot of uh alligators snakes uh, bears panthers it's like it's a wilderness and um and that's like that this was something uh there's two two things that interested me about it was was just like how this isn't like I've never heard of something like this being in the middle of a swamp, but it also where like there's these kinds of detention camps uh, for for younger younger boy younger men like all across the country they're everywhere. Mm-hmm. But what makes this one different? Well, it's in the middle of a swamp, so it's like that's like kind of like a lot of the stories I want I was trying to uh, work on, like showing. Mm-hmm. A community you might if once you speak to people or be like it's, it's a kind of community that would be in different parts of the country but what what's what, what's the uh the, what's the setting make how does the setting make it unique so it's yeah, like yeah. that was kind of like all right oh, mm-hmm. that sounds interesting and um but I, I i went in kind of with low expectations because it's a detention center it's a judicial system like I wasn't, I was like, this is kind of like, who knows if this is going to work, but um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I, but I just reached out to them to let them know I was do, what I was doing. I was basically, my pitch was uh, we'd like to follow uh, one or two people through the program and sh- show what they like, how, how it works and, um, and just kind of what, what kind of what daily life is like. And they mm-hmm. were actually, they were actually fine with it. And uh, I mean, they were certain aspects where um, it, weren't able to release uh, photographs yeah. until they were off a certain probation, but they told me about uh, a couple of the young men that were there that weren't going to be on this specific probation. So we focused on one of them, Travis, and followed him along. And uh, and it was just it was like a lot of school work, but then uh, like play basketball, play football, lift weights. They do different kitchen duty stuff to where that's a lot of stuff to, too. They try to like pr- do like different. Um, like bike repair that they would get, they would get these donated bikes and then they would repair them to be donated to other, uh, other like causes and stuff like that. So yeah, it's just, that was some of those things too, where it was like, a, it was a challenge because I could only show his face, mm-hmm. uh, and, yeah. and the teachers. So it was a challenge and, uh, to say the least, cause there was probably maybe 30, like 30 like teenage guys there and uh give or take and it was uh trying to show like it was basically like looking for body language and looking for like i wanted i just didn't want to see all my pictures to have one guy in it kind yeah, of. Yeah. so i was like wanted to show that community aspect where they're like playing basketball or interacting or working together doing class 
So I was like looking for uh, ways to use light, ways to use uh, like the, like show body language, either either some a kid with his hands behind his back or like hands above his back, just like kind of just like slumped over if like or they not didn't want to be there, which I mean none of them want to be there. So it's like trying to show trying to tell a story without showing people's faces is always kind of a challenge. But I think it's yeah. I think it would also kind of elevated a certain way so it's not just like showing those like uh just one moment and mm -hmm. that was like something else that was kind of in uh, inspired me where it's not just a specific moment in front of you yeah, or yeah. I, 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 i'm i love moment like moment driven images and all that but there's so much more to mm -hmm. a photograph and moment than just somebody laughing or somebody crying or yeah. somebody hugging or somebody <clears throat> it's just like it's there's so much more that you can show to tell a story so. yeah no i think that's i think you accomplished that because i mean that's everything you shared is what i took away from it and this is the first time we've you know had the opportunity to speak about it um mm -hmm. but i feel like yeah what i saw there and why i think i resonated with it is too is like you said i actually felt you know it actually i was able to try to feel what they're what it's like being out there they looked hot you know they looked mm -hmm. Um, I was able to feel again the locations and uh how it was going throughout the day and um yeah with not having a photo that has all this mixed information with all these different emotions which again can create a very powerful image but uh, you can also create a very strong story without inflating it you know with too many right. emotions and so no I think yeah maybe you know with what you shared here maybe that's why I like it so much and why I resonated with it and um, that's super cool and uh, what about for um, yes a project or a story that you worked on that that sticks with you um well i uh kind of so like a lot of the all of my personal work since i've been here uh since i've been in miami and a lot of it uh, when i was in naples too it's just like a lot of the things i'm a lot of the stories i'm uh i gravitate towards are communities and people that make florida the 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 weird but fun funky like unique place it is and um one of the more one of the more recent ones that's that i spent a lot of time with and uh was really fascinating to me was uh this place called uh casadega florida it's this small rural community like rural town uh outside of orlando in between orlando and uh daytona area new smyrna mm -hmm. beach and it's this community of spiritualists and uh spiritualists believe in uh like life ex like people's spirits like exist in the realm uh uh and 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 the everyday world af after people die and a lot of uh, it's a community of mediums that and psychics that have lived there since the uh uh 1920s i believe it was I'm, oh, I, wow. I haven't i haven't read about it in a while but it's something where it's, i spent like a year a good like year and a half going up and down uh, like visiting there and it was all i just it was something that was like uh, very uh fascinated to me and then like because mm -hmm. i just feel like a lot of these communities where it's uh kind of either mythical or myth mystical whatever you want to call it it's they don't they're not as much around as much uh yeah. and so that 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 drew me there but that was uh I would spend time, I would spend weekends or uh, long weekends with just with 
visiting some of the mediums, doing portraiture and getting to know them and kind of doing little interviews where figuring out what brought them there, why Casadega is unique, all this, uh, all that. And also trying to, while at the same time, photographing some of these events that they would have with either uh, uh, candlelit circles where yeah. people were getting uh, readings done by mediums. And that was like another one where, how am I going to, how am I going to show what it feels like and show what they're trying to go for with the, uh, like the, the spirits, spiritual, mm -hmm. these are surrounding you. I was like, okay, like, how can I photograph that without like, yeah, <laughs> like that's not really, it's, it's not something you can really visualize. So it's another one of these things where I'm photographing, uh, using different elements where I like either shooting through glass or, um, different exposures, uh, long exposures, or uh, even trying to trying to make trying to my hand at double exposures. It's just like trying to yeah. visualize or trying to like, present something that's not exactly there, but a feeling. So mm -hmm. that's something that stuck me for a while, because it was it was hard. And it was one of these things where people that not a lot of people wanted to be photographed, which I'm, I'm completely fine with, but yeah. some people were very gracious, and it was great. And uh, that's something that stuck with me for a while. Um, and it's also, uh, it's it's something to where I keep thinking back about it and like I, something where I want to revisit, but I haven't been back in a while. And uh, yeah, it's been what do you? So what about specific outside of like covering yourself? What do you think about that experience like has stuck with you? Um, is it just, um, you know, what they're doing there or is it... Um, no, I think I think I think what stuck with me is something to where it's just that um, it's something I'm just always curious about. Like mm -hmm. I feel like I've, I've worked on assignments before where I've got the idea from a store, the store, or like I I photographed it. I I feel like I've done my best with it, mm -hmm. and it's finished. But yeah. there's some some ideas and some stories where that it's not especially in front of you or visual so it's always mm -hmm. like kind of the curiosity just keeps spinning yeah and it's just, just a fascinating area where it's yeah. like what like, yeah what brings people here what mm -hmm. like it's it's these things you can't really grasp like some of these ideas and i think it's that polarizing. is something yeah it's polarizing and i think it's something to where it's it kind of it kind of inspires me to just always be curious and think about think mm -hmm. beyond with what I'm comfortable with and right. like some people might think it's weird or crazy and that's 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 their prerogative that's fine too but mm -hmm. and like but there is a feeling when you're there yeah. it's like it's not yeah. like any other place and mm -hmm. or at least for me I've never been anywhere like that and I think that was something that kept bringing me back and also just makes me want like man it's been a while I need I want to go back to it but it's just because it's there's a lot of feelings where um if you if I'm sure you've get you've been through this too where you get stuck photographing a lot of this either something similar or mm -hmm. something that's not super exciting and it's just mm -hmm. you get kind of bogged down with uh either just assignment work or yeah. stuff like that but it's some place where you can kind of expand your uh your attention and also just like your curiosity and and I think that's really important and yeah that's something that's like that's also inspired me like, all right, well, I, I, I'd like to get in situations, not just like, maybe not something like, 
like mystic or something like that, but just something mm. that situations where I'm not completely comfortable. Yeah. And I think mm. a lot, uh, but I'm like still interested in what the, you know, the people I'm with are like what they believe in or, um, or just something that I haven't photographed before. I think that really gets, uh, kind of gets the creative juices going and it just gets you invigorated and also makes me think past what what's in front of me if that yeah. makes sense mm-hmm. no it does and i think like for me i know i like just thinking about this and now it just hit me just now especially with a lot of the military stuff i have to shoot um you know when i was in charleston south carolina and i was attached to a first combat camera squadron um it was, you know, one of the first times I was back on a coast where we were near a beach. And uh, for me, it's, it's yeah, it's, I was looking for something different. Um, I was uh, not comfortable in. It was a different culture I wasn't familiar with, um, like that you know of. And so I found this guy. He was a retired pro surfer who, who was like a super drug addicted alcoholic, but he was reformed and like this family um that's essentially younger than him like took him in and brought him to god and but like on the weekends he would like give surfing lessons and so initially i reached out to him and he told me to the f off he's like <laughs> so yeah, he's busy whatever and then but i reached out again i was like i'm just curious and i reached out again because i really just wanted to experience more of a culture of someone who like lived it at the highest level like as a professional um mm-hmm. and uh, and also they've lived like a life uh, and that I I've, I would like too because of their background and, and all that, I would be uncomfortable and taking time to really get to know someone because in the military, a lot of times, like, yeah, just, we're given assignment after assignment. We rarely get the opportunity to sit down with someone for a long period of time. It's something we sort of have right. to find in our own time. And so, but yeah, I was, I really gravitated more and more of just uh, experiencing this culture of how he lived this, this simplistic life of just, you know, living to surf, living to connect with people, with mother nature uh, at a higher level than just someone who just enjoys going out, experiencing walks and, and, and visiting parks. And so like, I definitely get that. And, um, and I think too, like for your specifically, it's polarizing because uh, for that story specifically, because no one can really tell them that they're wrong, but then you get, you have yeah. believers, like it's, there's very few people that are like really in the middle. It's like you sort of leaning like, okay, I sort of believe this, but I want to explore this more before I can really buy in. Or you're leaning really on the other side where like, you know, those guys are are loopy. Like, you know, the world doesn't have that. But I would at least say I lean towards uh, the side that you're exploring and the side that like uh, I think you connect to. Because like, yeah, you go whether, you know, you hear about a haunted house or you hear about people that are connected to spirits and they say that they are, yeah, like my body will respect, react differently, you know, in certain situations than it would, um, you know, other places where they would consider there being no, there's not a strong spirit presence. Um, I, mean, yeah. I don't want to go off on a, a super tangent and, you know, no, no, I know, but I think, it's, away, I think it's, but I, I get it. I 100% get it. And I think it's super cool um, that that's something that excites you and interests you and, uh, and that it's stuck with you. Yeah. It's, it, it's, and that's another thing too, where it's like, I mean, like when I've shown, I've either, I've told people about the work or uh, shown pictures uh, from it. And it's like, I have other projects where, maybe people are like like that's weird or like kind of brush it off i was like no i mean like sure it's different <laughs> but it's just like yeah. these people like 
their lives are made like they're they feel better about themselves mm -hmm. and they are uh and they th they feel it's beneficial to them but i'm not gonna discount that and it's yeah, just like right. i think <laughs> and, and like like that's another thing like i'm not gonna go on a tangent with this but it's just like people like like well like especially being a photographer here like oh man florida's crazy i was like yeah but i mean it's like where isn't crazy and it's just like right. <laughs> i what i i like how weird it is and like i like the unique aspects of it i mean sure there's mm -hmm. some very bad characters here there's bad characters everywhere and it's just all that stuff but it's just like i think with this like some of these unique cultures that i like to photograph or subcultures or whatever you want to call them like i think it's just something to where it just adds to this to what makes life unique and life different i mean because if every every if it's I don't want to just see the same stuff, same same stories about the same things all the time. I just like it makes me more like when I'm photographing some of these people, or just not even just for a big project, so just one a single photograph. But if mm -hmm. it's some unique person or unique situation, it's just like I wouldn't see this somewhere else. And it's just right. it's just yeah. I love mm -hmm. and I like celebrating that. And I think yeah. I think that like there's a there should be a space for show like celebrating the the funky and the weird. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think too, yeah, a lot of people are paying, you know, thousands of dollars to fly all over the globe to experience unique culture. Right. You know, they right. Don't have in your own backyard and you, you're surrounded by it. And, uh, right. you know, <laughs> and again, you're like, that. that's an awesome, that's an awesome thing. And I know something with that story specifically I've loved. And I, and this has been a shot that since I've seen it, it's popped into my head a handful of times for whatever reason, but I could never really remember who took the photo. And I think uh, going back and, and looking at uh, this this project, this story, I think it's one of the last photos. For me, I consider it a portrait. I don't know what you consider it, but it's one of the last shots where it has the nice candlelight. They're laying down the hands uh, over the head. For me, again, I, for some reason, I look at that, I see portrait. I don't know, mm -hmm. again, what you consider it, but that's a beautiful shot. And uh, like for me and two, I've always, I don't know if you ever put that in for an award uh, or a contest or something, but again, I've really, <clears throat> that's definitely been a portrait that for some reason has resonated with me and I've really loved. And I think uh, talking about awards and contests, um, you have a lot of success in those. And um, again, it's it's not shocking. You have uh, a very strong and incredible uh, body of work. Um, and I think your curiosity shows that. And for me, and I guess this question is more directed to help uh, professionals. And again, I think you could be young professionals or seasoned professionals. Again, you've won NPPA, you know, Photographer of the Year uh, multiple times. You've, you know, you've done incredibly well. And so what I would ask, and I think what they would probably want to know is what goes into your thought process of when you're building uh, your submission uh, for a contest like this, for work that you want to represent yourself, to give yourself an opportunity to be recognized, because you're going to be, we all know, as you get towards the end, um, you're just surrounded by killers that are all, all their portfolios are really strong. Uh, mm -hmm. But for you, because you've had success at the end multiple times, again, if you could, yeah, if share, shed a little bit of light on that, what's your thought process when, when you do submit, um, how you build your body of work to... Uh, put into the contest yeah uh for sure um one quick clarification i've won the uh photographer a year of first place once but i've i think i placed third place a couple years in a row okay. but 
it's still a huge it's honor. Still, yeah, and yeah, yeah. It's still like it's still amazing to me. I'm still, yeah. At, at any time I win an award, I'm like, wow, I can't believe. That. But uh, but <laughs> as, as far as like the, right. yeah, I know it's like really you saw that. Uh, but um, no. Uh, I so I guess what I uh, I learned by making like. I learned uh, by uh, like building a pro- portfolio with either a contest or just um, or even just work on my website. I've uh, I've learned to to trust a few, a handful of people, maybe even less than a handful, a few. Where I know, I, I think one of the mistakes, at least, not this isn't for everybody. From my personal view, I can't have. 20 people look at my work. Yeah. I can't I, even 10. Like I, I like maybe two or three. And mm-hmm. the reason I do that is where they know me. They know what I, they know who I am as a photographer. They know who I am as a person. They know uh, like personality. Like that's something to where I think is very important with your, with a portfolio, with submitting it for contest or um, even just putting work on your website. Um, I think that, people recognize that uh, especially photo editors and the people that are hiring you or awarding these uh, giving these awards out they they can see who you are and Mm -hmm. uh, with just how you build a portfolio so i i like in the past where i've reached out uh, when i've reached out to over like five to ten people they're coming back with their uh the way they like to do things, the way yeah. they see, like, I, I in that, I mean, that's fine. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I got what I asked for kind of in some, some certain aspects, like, yeah. In some, I and mean, that's no fault to them. It's just, that's just how they do things. And that's fine. Um, but I think the best editors to me are the ones that want to make you stand out like from yourself, like with, mm-hmm. within your work, they don't want just like, Oh, the, this picture will will do well just because yeah. it's a nice picture it's like but yeah but as a portfolio it might not work it might not yeah. it might not gel so mm-hmm. that's something to where i've 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 learned to um it's also just like well editors i like work with in, in general like they they are they're wanting to build you up they're building like yourself up and not just award-winning work yeah makes sense no, so um and i think that's important when submitting portfolio stuff to where it's like you want to show yourself versus just your best work like your great work yeah great but everybody a lot of people have great work a lot of people have mm-hmm. superb superb award-winning work but how are you going to stand out like yeah and that's the way i like if i if i was when i was built a portfolio for my like when i won the mppa awards i was just showing like i've like I, the some of the times when I was at a smaller newspaper, we have pho- I photograph a lot of the same stuff every year. So how am I going to, sh- how am I going to photograph something different than I've done before in the past or looking for personalities with, within certain events or things like that for, or just people on the street, like with portraits, like it's just, I want something, I, want, I, I always look for uh, the photos in my portfolio to like, how are they going to help? How are they going to make the thing sing as a whole? Yeah. So, um, either with stories or, uh, just single images, it's just, I think, I guess, I think one of the reasons I, maybe I stood out with when I got, uh, when the first place, it was just, it was a lot of, um, 
joy in it. Like one of my stories was about this uh, this uh, anniversary of this couple that's been married for 75 years. It was a sweet couple. But it was just like, it was just really like joyful. And then some of my single images were like, were more, um, it was like some of the unique perspectives of Southwest Florida. And, uh, and it's just, it, it would have been thrown off if I had a really nice football photo or like <laughs> yeah. a, uh, mm-hmm. or um, a gritty news scene. It's just like, it, I feel like the, like the, um, the more you do this, the more, uh, the longer you, longer you put, uh, you're in this game, your world or profession or whatever, you're going to know what your, what your eye and your heart gravitates towards. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, the more and more you can be true to that, the more and more it's going to, your, your work's going to stand out. Yeah. No, I think you just dropped an incredible nugget that I'm sort of upset. You know, we couldn't have talked, you know, years ago. And, uh, and so like for in the military, we have Milfog, a uh, military mm-hmm. photographer of the year. And so, and there's been years where I've been very fortunate to where like I'll win, you know, maybe one or two or three categories, but I've never, ever, ever won or even placed in portfolio. And these are years where, um, yeah, again, I have all these very strong individual photos. And so for me too, not really having the guidance or maybe even asking, you know, the editors or whoever I reach out to, to refine it and the right things. Um, I was essentially just putting my best pictures in my portfolio. And, and again, maybe that's a potential reason why my work didn't resonate and never really, uh, you know, made it to the end is because I wasn't putting my my best version of myself and my work forward. I was just putting shots that I felt would have been uh, since they were singularly successful. I thought uh, collectively that would equal the same result, and it was never the case. And so I think yeah. again that nugget you're sharing uh, right now, again for any photographer, old or young, uh, is incredible, and I think uh, a smart part uh, a tool to have in your toolbox when you're building your next submission again i think that's also and that what's also crazy going to the workshop and speaking about edm's workshop that's actually the foundation i know what sarah lean elizabeth chris and all of them share when to submitting your applications for the workshop and you have 20 photos it's submitting work that communicates you and again a lot of that's going to be within a series it's not you putting your best singular shots up there because when they are looking at 500 800 1000 people submitting to this workshop and they're only choosing 100 they can't get to know they can't really get to know you as a photographer if you have 20 individual shots um that again are, are really great but they don't really get to see who you are and what they want to do is get to know you and again in maybe one two or three series at most that you worked on uh, and then what they can see from there is like, okay, really, really like their vision, re- really like for how they're looking at the world. We can refine all the other stuff, you know, and that, right. and so again, what you dropped, you know, when it comes to contest also applies to the workshop. And, and that, my question for you now is, um, you know, what has the Eddie Adams workshop meant to you? I mean, ever like, even when I was a student, I knew that it was, I think I knew the workshop was special and it's just that feeling you get when you're at the, at, at, on the farm. And it's just a, it's, it's like a, a weight is either it's like, I feel like it's a weight is taken off your shoulders a little bit once you get there where it's mm-hmm. like, you have this grand idea of the workshop and yes, it's a lot of pressure when you're there as a student, but 
it, it's you're still like you know that you're um in a in a in a good place you're knowing you're in a place where you can you can stretch out you can you can explore your like explore the way the way you photograph things and i think i had like i mean when i, when I was a, when i was a student uh like before i got to the workshop i was honestly uh like I, like like everybody i was nervous like how's like this is gonna be a lot of, a lot of work <laughs> yeah. and like like this like show my portfolio is a lot of pressure but it's just like right. i didn't see it before I didn't see it beforehand, but once I was there and still, and I get this all the time, like there's such a, um, a, a variety of, of uh, backgrounds and tastes and the way, the way people work with either uh, just in their, their mediums and like how they're storytelling to where it's like, you're going to gravitate towards somebody like if you like in anywhere, because it's just so much like, I was honestly like before I got there, I was I was uh, a little upset uh, because I when I got my team leader. Uh, I was like, who is this guy? And yeah. It was uh, Clay Patrick McBride. Oh, yeah. And I was just like, like this guy's a music photographer. I'm a photojournalist. Like this is <laughs> I should have gotten James Knockaway or somebody like that. Right. I was like, how, how is this guy going to help me be a better photojournalist? But I was just like, but then. When I got when I told my friends that she was like, "You're you're in good hands. Don't worry, you'll be fine." And I was I didn't know Clay. Yeah. And when I but when we started like getting into it, I was like, "Oh, now I see why this guy is a great mm -hmm. team leader. Like he's sure he's he's a amazing uh, portrait photographer and uh, music photographer. But the like it's his personality that I I was just I was gravitating towards. Like he loved just getting into it about like." personality and feelings and like mm -hmm. just trying to showcase that with the work and just like he was so into it and i was just like man this is like i got more out of i got so much out of that uh, experience like i'm so thankful i didn't have like a serious photojournalist i mean that was great <laughs> for the people that did have serious photojournalists that, but mm -hmm. i got so much out of that with like creating like who you are like you're yeah. you're finding yourself there and i think yeah. i'm like I, I, when I was a student, I felt I, I grew more and I also figured out more. I was, I figured out who I wasn't as a photographer versus who I was. Like, I was like, I don't want to, like, that's a lot of, I think a lot of students and younger photographers go through this. Like, what kind of, like, what kind of photographer am I? Like, they always, we always hear about, you got to find your vision. Like, it's not, but it's like the, the hardest thing in the world, I feel like. And, I was one of these people and I'm sure a lot of people are like, well, it hasn't happened yet. When is it going to happen? It's like, it's something to where mm -hmm. I just feel like it's when you're at that workshop at Eddie Adams, it's just like you, you get surrounded by so many different types of vision and different personalities to where it's like, you can gravitate towards it, uh, various ones. And then, and I use, I use a lot of what Clay told me and then what I've learned uh, from speakers and portfolio reviews uh, at like, continuously to this day and um and since i've been so lucky to be able to go back on black team to where i get to go up and volunteer but i still get that feeling of like yeah i can be around these different personalities and different photographers that have different ways of seeing and different ways of approaching their mm -hmm. projects and stories or it's i get a little bit out of uh, out of it like every year to like put into my own practice um yeah. using lighting using different like different ways of seeing it's just 
doing different portrait techniques. It's just like, it's been able to like keep that drive going and also mm -hmm. just trying to get yourself out of your comfort zone. Like as much as you can is so beneficial. And I think with what, with what the, uh, they teach it at the Adams. It's just like, it's not an easy experience. And especially like, uh, like with the stories, you like you get only a certain amount of time. And of course it's not gonna, you're not going to have like the most epic story ever, but it's like, that's not what you're, but you're not, that's not what the point is. So like, to me, the point is stretching your, your, your eyes out, stretching your brain and just getting out of that comfort zone and really, just taking taking a, taking a difficult challenge and mm -hmm. throwing yourself into it, and sure, it might not make the best pictures in the world, but yeah, you're learning and yeah. you're like mm -hmm. seeing what you can do, which yeah. I think is, I think it's very important because like we get into these uh, creative uh, like just valleys where it's just like all right, get the a next funk. one, <laughs> shoot yeah. like. Right. I mean, that's like, that's one of the hard things about like social media. Like I put my best work, like I put, 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 put I put pictures that I'm proud of on there, mm -hmm. but I, I, I don't show the building mug I had to shoot or uh, <laughs> a, a, a portrait that went bad. Like, it's like, we mm -hmm. go through all these things, but it's like getting them through those uncomfortable situations and coming out the other side. That's when you're like, all right, this is, I'm still. I'm still in love with with this uh, yeah. profession and this art form. So yeah. So what? And I get in your opinion, like for me, like like you shared and what we talked a little bit at the beginning, um, like even going as a student and going back as black team, it still feels like there's a magic to the place. And I know, like if you haven't been to the workshop yet, again, there is many different ways to get there. Like Victoria will got declined and rejected and then but she eventually came back as like a mentor as black team as a professional so for those who don't ever get in as a student and as long as you work hard and you you know become a strong professional you can always come to the workshop and be a part of black team in some capacity and there's a lot of value in that and again it's about showing students again there is a lot of different professions and mediums and do what we do and it's all storytelling and so again don't get turned off if you don't get in the first time because 99% of all of us get rejected the first time. Um, and, and so, yeah, and then I've only met one or two people uh, that have gotten the first time, I think John Cherry, but again, he also mm -hmm. got Pulitzer, like his first year taking pictures, which again, you know, I need him to go buy me a lottery ticket and uh, we'll be set, we'll be straight. But yeah. But I, it probably was, it definitely wasn't the first year, I don't think. So don't hold me to that. But um, but what is about it that like it still has this magic for when you go back? Because I know we've been to the DOD and again, the DOD special and it feels um, again, we're giving back to students and we're seeing familiar faces that we love. But it doesn't have the same feeling, at least to me, for when we walk up, we get to the barn in upstate New York, where again, yeah, you're probably coming from 95 and sunny, out, you know, at the beach or laying out at your pool. You know, that's what I do every day. Just go to the beach. <laughs> you know, sometimes I take a picture. No. You know, but then you end up, you know, the falls are just starting to drop and change color. It's, you know, high, it's in the 60s, you know, low 70s when you get upstate New York. But what do you think what makes it when you go back every year? It has like that special kind of feeling. Um, I think a lot of it is especially like for everybody on the black team, uh, or at least from what I get out of it with uh, like before the workshop, we're all having that excited, like, mm -hmm 
the what's, giddiness. What's the, yeah, like what's <laughs> yeah. this year gonna be like? This is like, and we'll talk about previous years and all that, and it's just like swap stories and just get to be back with your family again. And then, but then once the once the students arrive, like I, I see them like come up that like walk up the hill the first time, and then they're just like, "What the hell? Like where is, where am I? <laughs> like I've heard about this place, but I don't know, like." seeing so many people that are excited to see you that you don't have no idea. I've never met them before. Mm -hmm. And, and then it's, and then you're seeing these amazing professionals be there like as well, like cheering you on and then like, okay, all right. And then, and I think that is like getting, like seeing people excited about being there always gets me like happy to be there. Like I just, I'm just, I look forward to seeing them get what I got out of it or get some version of that. And and also uh, later on down the week when it's like some people are struggling, some people are having their like, this, this is my story isn't working out as the way I was hoping it was, or they had a like portfolio review they weren't too super uh, stoked about. But then, then as the week progresses and then they're like, they start to see what it really was. And it wasn't, mm-hmm. it's, you're not there. Like, it's just like, like some people, like well, I mean, I feel like everybody probably has a preconceived notion with when they when they get there, but like mm-hmm. it, they realize it's a lot more than just like a workshop, and it's a, it's a, it's a lot more than just like I'm going to learn how to take better pictures or I'm I'm yeah. going to learn how to build yeah. my portfolio better. Like yes, that's important, but the like taking it all in versus just mm-hmm. like getting through it, yeah, is super important. And I think it's like I mean, like you're not going to get it all right away no. <laughs> no but i mean it took i mean just, it could still like i mean mm-hmm. even coming back so many different times on black team then like thinking back about either a talk or just even meeting with a photographer or i don't know it's just like it's all that stuff's yeah. gonna keep kind of coming mm-hmm. through yeah but uh i don't know like watching people go through that transformation is pretty amazing that's <laughs> and I awesome there too so. and i love that i love and that's why i love it asking this question because it's all different and and again that's i love yeah to see the the students um you know especially the ones that yeah are coming across challenges and and overcoming that and then recognizing like oh yeah it's not about winning you know the best picture story here it's about making the connections it's about taking this special experience and because like you can only get this once like you can't ever come back as a student ever again like it's so i think is yeah a lot of us as students walk in we're not necessarily thinking that day one but hopefully you know before we leave you know it's something that we connect with and so we're able to really just take in the cold fresh air the bonfire you know whatever else is happening the, the amazing food which again never makes sense to me how they make food for so many people and it tastes as good as it does and now oh, no. uh it's it's incredible but uh i've had you forever but i just have one question one last question and i always love it because people hate it uh but i always love the responses but can you share with me Uh, your favorite photo again it could be your own work it could be someone else's work um but do you have a favorite photo uh yeah uh well i have a favorite (laughs) of many but um Mm -hmm. well i was thinking about this question because uh like griff told me this question was coming and i was like how do people answer this stuff and then uh but I was thinking, I was like, how, like, how could it, what would be a good answer? And I thought one of the answers was, uh, that, uh, resonated with me. It was like, there, so my, one of my top favorite photographers is Alex Webb. And, um, 
And he has this photo from a baseball game in Cuba back in the eighties of, of um, these fans that are uh, watching from like the, the side, like the sidelines versus like, like outside of the stadium, beautiful sunset coming in. And then like just people that are placed throughout the frame. And I've thought about it a lot just over the years, like how do people see, like, how does this guy, how does this photographer see stuff like this? But when you pull, when you kind of pull, pull back a little bit, like just from the work in general, uh that was a baseball game at some random like it wasn't like a this big amazing event it mm-hmm. wasn't like this super important thing it was just like a random community baseball game like and he made that beautiful art artistic scene and that's like i, I had a chance to see him at a gallery uh, a few years ago in miami and he was talking about that photo and i asked a question like how long were you there like this like it just so much like you get so much out of it i can stare at the photo for longer mm-hmm. than most wow. and yeah and he's just like i probably shot two or three frames of it i'm like he's just this guy like how does he <laughs> like you uh, like how do you like it's just, i was just like jealous but then at the same time i was like this is an everyday this is like an everyday scene like he yeah sure yeah. he had great like the light was amazing and he was staying in the right spot but it's just like it kind of reinforces my thought that like so many great photos don't have to be of these grand yeah like all like c- scenes or it doesn't have to be the world big series. news event or yeah. it didn't have to be this big grand news event it's just mm-hmm. like this could be like a random scene like and like and like i i've like i said alex webb one of my favorites and i'm basically like the stuff i like to, like the way i like to see mm-hmm. and i like the photograph is making layered photographs and building a scene just from like a, whatever's in front of me just like with through the viewfinder but then like mm-hmm. i shot a photo of mine uh last year at i was doing a story about um uh about miami car culture as a story for the new york times leading up to the uh the city's first f1 grand prix mm-hmm. and it's basically just like we photographed a few different people, but also a couple of different scenes where it could be beneficial. And it was like a classic car show. I photographed classic car shows for newspapers for years. And it's just, but it's just the same thing a lot. Just like people looking at cars, like mm-hmm. it's not that sexy, but then <laughs> I had something like when I was walking around and I, something was, uh, I just kind of stopped and was looking around and all of a sudden I see a scene forming where people are looking at cars, but it's just, and then like, a family taking a selfie and then another person looking at a car. It just all kind of comes together for me where I could make something layered and, yeah. um, yeah. and it's just stuck with me. It's your just like, Alex it just, web shot. yeah, it's your, yeah, own, it's just Alex web shot. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like I, every, anytime I can make an homage to my favorite photographer or just something that gets like excites me of yeah. capturing that out of a split second, yeah, where it that wouldn't have if I probably only made one or two frames out yeah. of that, but it was it was a random scene. Like it wasn't like it wasn't some faraway place or heavy news su- su- subject. It was a random car show. Yeah, no, I I love that. I again, I love that answer. Um, I love that story, and I just want to share one thing real real quick because I like there's nothing I love more than shots like that. Uh, and I and I love to be able to look at a photo. It's one thing to have like 
you know, an incredible photo, but a photo to where like now, with, you know, everything looking at phones or like you, you zoom in and like, there's a story right here. And there's a story mm -hmm. in the middle and the top middle. There's like everywhere you zoom, there's a different facial expression. There's something else happening within the frame, but at the same time, it's not cluttering the shot to where it's taking away from the shot. It's one of these things like you have this scene, but you have scenes within the scene, like you said. And um, I just, I, I love, I love it. And for me, I think realistically on accident, I've shot one of these. I feel, uh, well, I was uh, first shooting. I was probably in the first five or six years I was shooting and I was shooting basic training with Benny Davis and uh and back when our knees were still good and they weren't aching and screaming at us. And I uh, was, they were going through this tunnel. They were going through this tunnel and out on the other side, um, they have to go up this big hill and they have to crawl to the top. And uh, we're out there at the right time of day where the sun was on, you know, the other side of this tunnel. But I, again, I couldn't even tell you, I put my settings on the, the way it was on purpose. I just think I just moved it around to get a proper exposure, but I'll send this picture to you afterwards. Or I'll show you. you may have already seen it, but for me, it's one of those shots to where people have always liked it and enjoyed it because you zoom into the top of the hill, everyone's in sharp focus and they, they look like little miniatures because they're silhouettes and they're pointing and you have people struggling, getting up. And then you go a little bit down the hill and you have people turning around, you see their faces and they're suffering because yeah. the guy in front of them is going slow and they're eating sand and dirt stuck in their teeth <laughs> and then like as you get closer to me it's like you have the guy that's just coming out of the hole in front of me and they're all in focus and like there's these scenes within the scene and I've, I don't feel like I've ever been able to accomplish that again either purposely or on accident but yeah. again for you to get that and again I'm gonna go look up the web photo as well uh, I've always I meant I'm mesmerized by those kinds of photos and like I said to have a picture that you could get lost into for hours um it's, it's yeah. a magical experience yeah and i think that is that is like some of my like i love portraits i love uh moment driven stuff but that those photos where you're connect you have to sit with it and mm -hmm. like especially it was just with like how many photographs or and photographers are out there right now with like it's like so much so we're like so much so many visuals that were just brought like it was just mm -hmm. see with every day and especially like on instagram or whatever and it's like get these big galleries like you're just flipping through them so quickly and ones that make people stop like all right what else is in here like it's just <laughs> yeah. like oh wait i didn't even or, or like some of some of those some of the ones where you're just like oh i didn't notice that that person in the background the first time i saw this and it's just like i think that is like when that is that's I feel successful when I yeah. can have somebody like stop with it and just keep keep looking and stopping power yeah yeah it's just like those scenes with scenes man it's just like it's I think that those are the some of my favorites and uh the ones I'm always looking for you know beautiful but that's the, yeah it's just yeah just keep on uh, keep looking for them and let it, let it always work <laughs> but when no. it does yeah. it's great <laughs> yeah. And if you ever, you know, if someone ever can reach out to me and tell me how to do it on purpose, you know, I'll give you, you know, finder, <laughs> whatever you want. Uh, Cause again, it's yeah. magic. It's a magic experience, but uh, Scott, that's all I have for you today. I want to thank you for sharing your time. Uh, I had a blast. I'm sure everyone that's listening to this did too. Um, do you have any parting words before we go? Uh, no, just uh, thanks so much for having me. This is huge for me like i anytime i can talk about the workshop or talk about photography and talk with a friend of mine this is great and uh look forward to doing it more in a few weeks in october
right? Yeah, no, That's definitely fun. excited uh, to see you then. But other than that, I hope you have a great rest of your day. And definitely I'll see you in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, man. Thanks a lot. <laughs>